jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out Here we are. It's Halloween. Eek! <laughs> <laughs> That's like when the the voice chip and the in the action figure is dying. <laughs> it's the end of October at last. We made it. We made it somehow. Uh, I don't know that I have all of my parts intact or my <laughs> like, faculties. But. You're like Caroline in um, the deleted scene of Suspiria that you wrote about on Final Girl. Oh, yeah, with where, her lobster claw. With her lobster claw and bits of her just falling off. Man. Yeah, folks, the Suspiria at Final Girl is still happening. FinalGirl.rocks. I'm still writing about Suspiria every single day until October is done and gone. But look, you have just a few days left now. Just a few days left. Uh, I don't know what I'll do when I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> You're just sitting at home with a typewriter that just says Suspiria, 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 Suspiria. Probably, honestly. Oh, then I have the. I gotta do this. Finish the zine. Oh, oh, that thing. Oh, that thing. Yeah, the zine, folks. It was will be on sale November eleventh. Don't you mean the zine, folks? Oh, you're clever, (laughs) (laughs) I guess I do. (laughs) I don't have that beauty parlor brain. You know what I mean? Like I just like, uh, and when I say beauty parlor brain, it makes makes perfect sense to me. Because you, (laughs) I just think of Patrick Nagel Prince. Like, what are you? I'm excited. Okay, I'm going along with you on this ride. Well, I mean, there are the Patrick Nagel prints, obviously. Thank you. Uh, but I mean, you know how beauty parlors are always like, a cut above? Shut or, up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like... The pun masters. Hairs where you get your hair cut. I don't know. Ha- <laughs> like, <laughs> hairs where you get your hair cut? <laughs> I told you I'm bad at it. I can't do it. Welcome to Stacy's <laughs> Salon. It's just full of terrible wall art puns. The Patrick Nagels have literally up and left their prints. Head. (laughs) Is that the name of your salon? No, I just, I started that sentence before I had an end to the sentence. So that's all I got. Head. Head. Welcome to Head by Stacy Ponder. God damn it, I told you I can't do it. <laughs> when did the salon people become the masters of the puns, though? I think, but I, it's true, right? I love so- that that's what you associate like wordplay with. <laughs> Expert wordplay is a salon.
as they always do. And I say, why? Like, I don't know. Anyway. Hairspray in kitchen. Don't make fun of those less fortunate than you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're punching down. You're I'm, punching down. I'm calling myself in. So uh, the point is, I don't have that <laughs> ability, as I just proved twice. God damn it. <laughs> so am I. One eye is crying with laughter, the other eye is crying with shame. Sad tears. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well. Uh, but November 11th is the day. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we are opening Head by Stacey Ponder. <laughs> I mean, what would you name your beauty parlor? Get can... cut. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. It's like, it's like metal. Yeah, or curls, but you use the font. <laughs> Z. A Z and the L is a, a curling iron. <laughs> what the fuck is curries? Curries. <laughs> All right. This is not my profession, obviously. But it should be. And but maybe, could maybe be. it should be. Maybe it should be. So anyway, November 11th, um, the Suspiria zine. Not the salon. Not my grand opening of my salon, unfortunately. Uh, Yeah. We don't know where you're going to buy the zine yet. We're working on it. Uh, But it'll be available. uh, Limited hard copies and uh, millions and millions of copies digitally. So many PDFs, just binders full of PDFs. Really. Binders with stacks and stacks of PDFs everywhere. Reams and reams yeah. and reams of PDFs. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm excited. I'm so stoked that it is November 11th uh, because that is a very formative date in the Suspiriaverse. Um, it for is. The, for the listeners that don't know and that haven't been following 31 Days of Suspiria, which what are you even doing? <laughs> because November 11th is not only... The day that the queen of my heart, Anka Meyer, passed away. Yeah. Rest, rest in power, Anka. Uh, November 11th is also coincidentally, well, there are no coincidences in the Suspiria verse. Uh, it was also the day that Folk was restaged. Yes. So um, now that we have a November 11th, just next month, there's a November 11th. So it seems like a perfect date. Because so November has numbers including up to at least 11. That's well. right. So <laughs> finally, November 11th only rolls around every 130 years. Yeah. So and that's I'm when Brigadoon really, opens. It's when the Hail Bop Comet went by. Yeah. So I'm just, uh, I'm excited for the zine. I can't wait. So. It's blessed by the three mothers themselves, um, clearly with this release date. So it's going to be yeah. great. So there you go. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Ew! We'll be posting about it everywhere. Or I will, anyway. Everywhere. Twitter. Tumblr. I deleted Christian my Science Monitor. Christian Science Monitor. Um, everywhere. The the heavens will open and a Suspiria <laughs> zine will fall out and hit you in the face. So keep your eyes to the sky! No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm sorry. I told you before we started recording. I don't know what my problem is today. Stacy might have a gas leak in her house. With a, <laughs> I mean, in her section of our recording studio here in Stately. Yes, Gables in Manor. my wing. In, in my your wing. wing. So we'll see. But I feel a little uh, punchy, shall we say? I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, it's a good. If there's any episode in which to feel punchy, it's this one. It so. should be the Halloween good times. Halloween good times, baby. They just keep rolling. <gasps> Speaking of Stacy. Oh my God. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. <laughs> you have what? to choose. Do you want a trick or a treat? Um, a treat, obviously. I could go for a treat. Oh my God, Stacy. Do I have a treat for you and for all of our listeners? We mentioned this very, like, we teased this on the last episode, and we said we we're going to lead with it, um, which instead we led with five minutes of us crying about a salon. Uh, but <laughs> are you ready? Do we just go for it? You do it. This is, I mean, you you have the honors for sure. Listeners near and far, come come sit a little closer to the goddess. Okay, listen to this. <laughs> the Gaylords are going live baby and we have a live show oh my god it's happening it is happening happening. (laughs) this news is just each little piece of information is only going to get better as we announce this so yeah we're like the bringing down the property values of this night it's true truly and and this is like this is a gaylord's exclusive i mean obviously because it's our show but this is (laughs) <laughs> this is the first time this is being announced anywhere. You will see more announcements coming out from other um, organizations, if you will, uh, in the next few days. But um, the Gaylords live show is happening on a, a, an appropriate date. Not November 11th, but on Friday, December 13th. You and I will be freshly transported in from Stately Gaylords Manor to the Hollywood Theater here in Portland, Oregon. Um, and we are going to be showing and hosting a double feature screening of Friday the 13th, 1 and 2. Ugh. 35 millimeter. Ugh. On Friday, December the 13th. <laughs> Stacy, do you want another treat? <laughs> and we are hosting this show and doing it with special guests, the final girls themselves, Adrian King and Amy Steele. I... What the fuck? <laughs> I can't believe that you just said all of that and it's not a lie. It's actually happening. What the it's fuck? It's actually happening. <laughs> We're doing a fucking showing with Adrian King and Amy Steele on Friday the 13th. I'm going to lose my mind. Both movies back to back. We're going to have a Q&A in between. I'm just losing my fucking mind over this. We will be, as a show is a live experience, we will also be recording the Q&A and some aspects of the show so that we can uh, put that all up online and share it for you all at a later date, and we'll tell you when that is. Um, But I am just so fucking excited. (laughs) I can't believe it. Like, I can't, I just, I can't believe it. I can't can't believe believe we get to hang out with fucking Adrian King and Amy Steele. Like... Literally, I mean, I mean, only the first final girl in Friday the 13th and also Amy Steele. I mean, my favorite final girl. Like, yeah, anywhere. Let's be real. Yeah. Like, let's. I think every rational. She's she's the favorite of every rational person. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, you and I go back and forth with, like, Chris Higgins is also maybe the best <laughs> from part <Right>. three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Ginny, I mean, I think Ginny Field, she's got a personality. Her personality is better. I just can't believe it. I can't believe I it. I can't believe it. I mean, if you told me Friday the 13th on 35mm, I'm like, I'm there. But if you tell me one mm-hmm. and two, double feature on 35 I'm like, I'm fucking there. But then you tell me it's a Gaylord's live show and we're doing it with Adrian King and Amy Steele, I'm like... I heart- just can't believe you say all that! <laughs> heart palpitations! <laughs> Yeah, I'm so excited. It's like the opposite of flames on the side of my face. It's like... Yes, yes. Uh, flames in my front basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, everyone, that is Friday, December 13th. Uh, come out to Portland, Oregon. Come to the gorgeous Hollywood Theater. We're going to be doing this in the 93-year-old movie house. Um, the show's going to start at about 6 p.m., and we're going to show both the movies. We're going to have a Q&A in between. There will be an onstage signing with uh, our wonderful stars after. Um, and then we'll also be doing a movie sign or a, another signing at the video store that we that we have here in Portland, Movie Madness, uh, the next day from like 1230 to 1.30. Tickets are going online on Friday, November 1st, exclusively to Hollywood Theater members. So right now is a great opportunity. If you're not a Hollywood Theater member and you're in Portland or near Portland and you're listening to this, go on, get a membership. It's really great. It supports this awesome nonprofit. Um, and you can get those tickets starting at noon. Uh, then if... T- Typically, like, I'm expecting this might sell down in presale, but depending, if it doesn't, this opens to the general public on uh, Monday, November 4th at noon. So you can stay tuned for more of that at hollywoodtheater.org. That's where tickets will be available. And then we'll be sharing everything, too. I can't believe it's real. This is the first time I've gotten to, like, say it out loud. <laughs> I know. It's like, like, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it for months now. But hearing you say these words out loud and just what a stacked evening it's going to be. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be so good. This is like dreams come true. Also, we get to do this thing together, like in person. It's going to be so... Yes, that'll be weird. It's going to be weird. It, it won't work. We're going to have to end It's going to be a disaster. But... It's going to be a disaster. We're going to... We're just going to leave and go open the salon after that. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the show is us just saying, Ned... and amy steele's just like (laughs) yeah they just get up and walk off (laughs) oh my god it's so exciting so everyone keep keep your eyes open because peeled is a disgusting sentiment uh I'm announcing it in person tomorrow night for our Halloween edition of Queer Horror. And then we're the theater is announcing it officially on Friday when tickets go on sale at noon. So HollywoodTheater.org, baby. The first ever Gay Lords of Darkness live show. Friday, December 13th with two motherfucking Kawains. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said, we will be recording it and it'll be a regular episode of this show. So if you can't make it, you'll still get to hear our blather and the Q&A. Yeah. And what happens when we're exposed to like two amazing celebrity crushes <laughs> right yeah exactly so this should be interesting who are also it has to be said like the coolest people on earth um yes so i just can't oh i just can't wait i know it's like next month practically practically oh my god it's so soon it's so soon it's so soon 
God, where do we even go from there? I feel like that's the end I of mean, the episode. I mean, who cares? I, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's all downhill from there. Turn it right? off. <laughs> I just want to fast forward. <laughs> yeah, that's when it goes funny games and you just start right. <laughs> changing the podcast. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But that's that, exciting. alas, is uh, not until Friday, December 13th. Today, we are doing our Halloween episode because Halloween times is here, baby. It sure is. And so, <laughs> I think that gas leak is starting to hit me. To hear yeah, I'm just my my every cell in my body is still like I'm tingling. My my midi chlorians are all fired. Oh up. god, damn it! <laughs> okay, just do that on stage. <laughs> Oh, don't think I won't. Don't think I'm not going to dress up as nice snoodles. Oh, my God, yes. We have to. Oh, my God. What costumes are we going to wear? <laughs> yeah, we have to wear costumes, right? There's so much planning that has to be done. Um, <laughs> so today we're talking about, uh, we're doing something a little bit different. Because last year for like the Shocktober Halloween recommendations episode, we just picked a bunch of different movies that we were recommending you watch to get you into the spooky spirit. And this yeah. year we're doing something kind of similar to that, except this year we're going under the criteria of what is your ideal Halloween party programming? Like, what is the lineup that you have happening on the television or on your, I don't know, private movie theater rich person screen? <laughs> your Or your wood panels in your Halloween resurrection office, palatial estate <laughs> office. <laughs> What is like, what is that movie marathon slash Halloween party programming that you're lining up um, for all of your guests to enjoy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, my point is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm just not very good at this. I mean, you. I feel like this is a, an assignment that is tailor-made for Anthony. You've got the beauty parlor brain. You <laughs> are a, like, you literally are a film programmer. You know what's good. Um, I know that you have parties. My ideal Halloween party is everybody stays home quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the light to the front porch. Turn off the light. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I will say, props to myself, that when I lived in Los Angeles, um, my roommate and I gave some really amazing Halloween parties. Oh, I could believe I say, it. Yeah, I will say that much. That's so. the thing. Like, horror people do the best Halloween parties. Right. Like, because yeah. we, we've seen them all in movies. We know what kind of aesthetic and mood we want. Um. We know how to make it magic, you know? It's like it's like Martha Stewart with Christmas. Or with Halloween, because she's also fucking lit with Halloween. If you're not following mm-hmm. Martha Stewart's Instagram posts lately of all of her Halloween costumes throughout the years, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I. but I mean, that's like, that I had a roommate, and so it was like, it was fun to do it together kind of thing. Yeah. And for me being the cruise director, like, don't rely on me as a cruise director, is what I'm saying. Not that anybody is, but... Do you have a shirt that says that? Don't rely on me as the cruise director. (laughs) It's on my LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. 
Until so I don't you- know. I, I mean, yes, I'm going to give a bunch of recommendations. Are they good ones? I don't know. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, like, listen to Anthony because he's probably there's going to be like an <laughs> evening that's amazing. You can probably disregard everything just, I have to say. Just mute anytime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just talking. just just hit that fast forward thirty seconds every time you hear me about to give an, a recommendation. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna take back everything you said. Um, which I, I I up until you said the thing about the cruise director, I thought I had never heard a more Stacy Ponder thing ever said by you. Uh, when you said, um, <laughs> I know you throw parties, but. <laughs> <laughs> As you apologize for your list. (laughs) But I think you'll find that my list is also kind of weird because I went with like a lot of TV and like some kind of classic Halloween vibes that I want to. I mean, my idea of classic Halloween. So like 90s shit kid Halloween. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so excited. Let's get started. What? what, uh, Okay. So say, say the. Say the evening is beginning. We don't have to define it necessarily as a party, but say oh say the lineup is beginning. You're you're receiving guests. You know. Oh, ew. Okay, you're. It's just you and your Annabelle. <laughs> your Annabelle replica doll. <laughs> you sit Annabelle down in her rocking chair, and then what? What is the first thing that goes on that screen? Oh, geez, really? The first thing? Well, it doesn't. I don't know. We have to have an in of some kind. Well, okay, okay. Maybe a first thing. I didn't put these in any order. See, this is why I didn't either. Good. I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't even. The word order never came into my head. Uh, but okay, I'll look at my list. At 6.15. At, at 6.15 when the first guest arrives. With their plate of Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> Uh, maybe at that point, maybe like the fucking great pumpkin Charlie Brown would be on. Oh, so classic. Right. Some, or like a Scooby-Doo or some kind of thing that no, no one has to pay attention to. It's in your brain already anyway. And, uh, yeah. Cause everybody's just talking and hanging out at that point. So. So classic, man. Yeah. I love it. I that I love actually, Scooby-Doo. Like, I love Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is the best. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite Scooby-Doo, like, episode or, like, my? I love the Scooby-Doo movies where they had the celebrities guest star. Yes, I love the celebrities. I mean, if you, it's just so weird to me and cool uh, that, like, kids back then, like, this is before either of our times, but it's like, okay, who's the guest this episode? Oh, it's Mama Cass, and yes! they're going to go to the, the Dilly Dally Dolly factory. And they have it's to like, butter her to get her through the vents. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's uh, we've talked about it before, about like how that or like Looney Tunes or something really gave kids sort of a cultural education. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, like, I mean, we brought this up before of like how um, there's all these references that you or I or even kids, weirdos today, if they can even still watch these, I don't know. Um, encounter it you don't get the reference so then you explore that right and you have to kind of educate yourself yeah and i just i like the idea of who they had as guest stars that would that they thought would appeal to children like sure sometimes they had like the harlem globetrotters kids love the harlem yeah our kids super into don knots i don't know (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) but i just love that about them that it was just so fucking weird and scooby-doo just rules in general like, I love the episode so where Daphne's aunt was a witch, you know? Oh, my God, yes. 
<laughs> also, that was her witch noise. Daphne and Velma, so hot. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's the best. So Velma's a lesbian. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I want to say Daphne's like, she's experimented. I love Scooby-Doo. Oh, well, I love Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I think that's a great So choice. there you go. Scooby-Doo. Thanks. I went long form for my start off the night because oh. I like something that's like, because you never know how long it's going to take for people to show up. Because, like, I'll say, party starts at 8 p.m. And then everyone shows up at, like, 10. Um, right. And, they're, and then they're like, where's the beer? And I'm like, I, I drank it. I, <laughs> I Where are the deviled eggs? I ate all of I them. I ate all of them. And don't even <laughs> ask me about the pinwheels. <laughs> you can't leave. You can't leave this woman alone in a room with pinwheels. <laughs> so, I actually, we're having a party tonight. And Jason and I already ate half the pinwheel tray. Right, see. <laughs> so, um, what I I like to I I always traditionally start with this movie anytime I have a spooky event or anything where I am bring people anywhere and there's a television. So I've done this at bars, I've done this at my house, um, and I've mentioned this before on the show. It's called Haxon, uh, mm. witchcraft through the ages. I just love it because it is so classic, such just classic silent film, um gorgeous, hilarious, campy, beautiful, scary. Uh, Gives me the creeps. So fucking creepy. I mean, you get this, the, you get it starting out with those models and the woodcuts and the, and then everything kind of comes to life with that rich velvety black and white as they start reenacting like the witches um, making the sap of Lucifer to seduce the priest and like, <sighs> oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. I love Haxon. People... A lot of people haven't seen it, so people are just like, what the fuck is this? Um, and it's just great visuals to have on, too. And it's silent, so it's you don't need to really listen or pay attention. That's a good call. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love Haxon so much. It also should be said that if you're a fan of Haxon, um, you probably already know this, but I just discovered this by walking into Movie Madness. Um, Criterion just did a brand new Blu-ray release of it. Mm-hmm. And it is fucking beautiful. And the DVD or like the Blu-ray packaging is, I, I you know, like when you're a kid and like you get your action figure and you just stare at the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel with a lot of these new Blu-ray packages. I'm like, they're so fancy and cool looking. I know. And then you put them on your shelf and then you just see the spine. Yeah. Yeah. Like the new polyester Blu-ray. Yes. With that gorgeous like romance novel Oh my God, that cover. covers amazing. I mean, hands down, the best movie cover of all time, I think. Like, yeah, it, it, I They agree. did such a good job with that. Uh, but yeah, then I just put it on the shelf, and then I, and then it just says polyester. I don't see that beautiful, like, Harlequin romance style cover. Yeah. Um, but the hacks and packaging is absolutely gorgeous and, like, evokes that, like, pencil, line art, slash, like, woodcutty kind of style. Um, and it has, like, great liner notes. It's just great package so i just it's one of my favorite favorite films of all time and one of my very favorite witch movies so i i just love haxon if you haven't seen haxon check it out there's also a really great uh alternate cut that came out in the 60s where william s burroughs narrated it and that's also fantastic but i prefer the old 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 one it gives me so the creeps good. the way old cartoons give you the creeps you know like yeah, old oh, black like, and white cartoons. Yeah, where everything you're like, is this all just blackface? But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just I don't know what that. There's probably a German word for that quality, you know, about why they're so disturbing. But it's just yeah, 
It's just Alter, different... creep is a cartoonition. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Head. 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 <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Love Haxon. Love Haxon. Such a, such a fan. Such a fan. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Well, um, I don't I mean, order. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, after this, anything goes. Because uh, say that you've had shot, 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 shots, and and then uh, I regret that already. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then after you're done puking in the backyard. After you're done puking in the backyard, who knows what you're experiencing on the television. So it's just whatever happens, whatever happens. So yeah. Yeah. What comes next? Um, well, I would say both a creep show and oh. trick or treat. Oh, these both of these almost went on my list. And I was like, yeah. I already have so many TV specials. <laughs> yeah. Get some anthologies in there. Short and sweet. Uh, they're both fun. Perfect for Halloween times. Um, but yeah, then people can kind of float in and out or whatever and get yeah. a little story and then go eat another deviled egg. Come back for another story. <laughs> Go eat another devil thing. <laughs> I love a devil thing. Creep show's so good. Oh, creep show's amazing. I've been pumping, like, because, you know, I've been decorating the house for Halloween. That finally happened. I'm putting up the cobwebs today. But, like, <laughs> I've been, you know, pumping the spooky music. And, man, just the, even the soundtrack, just I've just been lap blasting that. And it's just, I love creep show. It's perfect. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, what a cast. It's visually, it's stunning. It's funny. It's scary. Soundtrack is amazing. Like, it's just, I mean, Stephen King and George Romero, like, firing on all cylinders. I mean, that truly was a a blessed collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I love it. I love it. The variety of the stories and the tones and... The sheer faggotry of that opening segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, and so and good. like even the the portmanteau story is interesting. It's brief, yeah. you know, but it's I just love I it's always gonna be like in my top ten. I mean it's true like is there a better anthology film than Creep Show? I mean it's like the no, I mean I don't think I so. love Tales from the Crypt with uh, Joan Collins, but Right. But, but that, usually they have a stinker. Like, that's the thing, too. Yeah, there's so many stinkers. Is they don't, like, maybe, the like, for me, if I had to pick a stinker, it'd be the one with Stephen King. But it's short, and it's still funny, and the effects are amazing. So. Oh, really? It'd be the Stephen King? See, for me, it's the last one. I'm not as into oh, the last, yeah. the cockroach one. I think that one's really funny. So. It is. It is funny, but I yeah. think I think just like the like how sterile the environment is, which is like has a reason. Right. Um, it's just not as exciting to me as like the campy, like dramatic, mm. <laughs> colorfulness of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I like when his his clock gets infested with all the roaches. Oh yeah. His talking cool. clock, and it's like it's four, it's three, it's four, it's four. <laughs> Love that Grammy. What are you doing? Yeah, when Grammy gets infested with cockroaches. (laughs) Oh my god, we need to write it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I love Creep Show. I love Creep Show. I mean, fucking, and obviously we've sung Adrian Barbo's praises a million times on this show, but hands down, one of her very best roles. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite (sighs) characters in anything. Yeah, so good. How can you, God, how can they do that to me? How can they have that amazing, like, 
Aunt Bedelia? Bedelia? Mm-hmm. Bedelia. How can you give me Aunt Bedelia and then give me Billy and then give me a whole sequence with fucking Ted Danson and Leslie Nielsen and um Galen Ross. Galen Ross, like fuck. Yeah, man. Ted yeah, Ted Danson looking fine. Leslie looking Nielsen fine. being the, the like velour playboy yeah. with his velour outfit that he wears yeah. and galen galen ross who was not in enough stuff dawn of the dead and she was she's not and she's she was so in madman also if you ever saw madman yes yes yeah so i love her yeah yeah what a yeah. great face she doesn't get a lot to do she, in creep show she only like basically dies <laughs> but, yeah she just drowns and then yeah. turns but into what great zombie. zombies i love the variety of zombies in creep show yeah a lot of zombies for real like, Ted Danson and Galen Ross are a very different kind of zombie than Nathan Grantham in the first segment. Yep. Absolutely. Like, I just, it's such a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, it's so good. Trick or Treat's a great call, too. I really love that movie. I like it. I don't love it as much as everybody else, but I feel like it's fitting for the party. It's just real cute. Yes. I like the ambiance and atmosphere mm-hmm. and the set dressings and all that, for sure. I, I just love... the the segments themselves. I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But... I like the kids that go down into the in the bus. And yes. In that like, I love that one. Yeah, and Brian Cox is great, of course. But oh, I mean, as far so as as far as like set dressing and a movie that feels like Halloween, you can't yes. be, you can't beat it. Yes. You can't beat it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very apparent that someone saw that movie and they're like, we need to have this guy make a Christmas horror movie because he gets holidays and the right. aesthetics and production design especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, two great anthologies. Yeah, they are. There you go. Oh. Maybe my party's not a dud after all. No, I think your party's a hit. <laughs> I haven't seen any pinwheels. No, I don't think of pin. You know why? Because Mar- they're, I don't think they're vegetarians. So I yeah, well, I was gonna say I, there, I see an entire fucking room full of deviled eggs over here, but I, see <laughs> I never said I was. No, I'm not vegan, uh, but I don't. I think the marshmallow has gelatin, so I just don't even think of it anymore. Oh yeah. So sorry, but I support your uh, pinwheel fever. <laughs> Wait, gelatin? Yeah. Marshmallows and pinwheels? Are we thinking of the same thing? Oh, you're thinking, oh, you're talking about like the can- the chocolate with the marshmallow and the sandwich. Yeah, what are you talking about? I'm talking about like when you take like a, tw- a wrap sandwich and then you cut it up and then it's pinwheels. Isn't that just a wrap sandwich that's cut up? Stacy, God, have a name. just because you put it in a pinwheel shape doesn't make each individual leaf of the pinwheel. You'd have to eat all of them. Are you telling me to walk down to my local supermarket and to yes. purchase to purchase a package that says wrap sandwich cut up? <laughs> I'm not gonna buy that. I want a charming name. Well, that here's it, where it, we have the problem, because I was folks. calling pinwheels what actual pinwheels are. You were calling a sandwich pinwheels. So you think I'm just gorging myself on chocolate marshmallow cre- concoctions? Well, sure. I thought you had, a, like, a plate of cookies. <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any, what, you don't have any sweets at your party? Are you too good for that? 
No, I'm sending Jason out. Only right muesli for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> muesli and grape nuts, please. Yeah, welcome to Susan Powder's Halloween party. <laughs> when you walk in and she slaps the food out of your hand and says, Stop the insanity! <laughs> and then force feeds you muesli. <laughs> Everybody's just walking around clutching their throats because they're all cut up. I'm sorry. I was thinking of pinwheels. My bad. Well, when I said pinwheels, I meant pinwheels. So I can see how you made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Is this what tears us apart? It is. This is very tomato tomato. <laughs> it's a rap it? cut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've never said I was good at naming things, but I am good at recognizing a proper name that someone else has given a thing. <laughs> oh, I'm Stacy. I can use a dictionary. <laughs> I'm special. Wow. Well, you know what though? I'm glad we got that cleared up. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. So like, someone else makes these pinwheels and you like, just buy Stacey's them? Stacey's putting marshmallow in her wraps? <laughs> <laughs> what the? Is that a New England thing? That sounds fucked up. No wonder they were killing all those witches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a wrap that someone else makes at like a, a supermarket deli. And then, you know, it's basically a tube full of sandwich fixins. And then it's rolled up in a wrap style and then chopped into little increments. And then you I eat see. the increments on a nice tray. You're eating the petals of a poinsettia. <laughs> More than... I just... I wouldn't call them a pinwheel. Also, I don't like wraps. There, I said it. I don't care how many listeners... You don't like wraps? I don't like a wrap. I just... Uh, I don't like All of our listeners from 1998 are going to be so upset. <laughs> I'm like, that's the healthy alternative. You know... It's got less bread. Okay. Yeah, how is it healthy? It's still in a fucking flour tortilla. Yeah, just eat a sandwich and live your fucking life. You know what I mean? Look, if you like a a wrap sandwich, (laughs) that's your business. Not for me. Thank you. (laughs) We are throwing two very different parties. We are now. We see where the divide happens. I will have grinders laid out, chopped up for people. You have quote-unquote pinwheels. <laughs> if you're going to have a sandwich. Just eat a fucking sandwich. <laughs> well, right? Like, everybody's like, oh, well, I would, le- I would eat this sandwich, but having bread would is the, just the difference between life and death. Like, just eat a sandwich. We're all going to die. We're all going to die anyway, no matter what. So what? Eating a wrap? I mean, if you like a wrap, that's fine. But if you're only eating a wrap because you think it's going to fucking save your life, it's going to give you an extra 45 seconds on this planet. Like, who cares? Do you think I'm going to be on my deathbed saying, oh, if only I had a wrap instead of a sandwich on a Kaiser roll? Family, gather round. I could be with you for 45 more seconds. Anyway, you know, 
<laughs> We're losing listeners like crazy right now. Whatever. I gotta speak my truth. <laughs> it's still happening. It's still happening. I told you I don't know what's wrong with me today. But you know. Well, who cares? Wait, what? What do I know? I, I was just gonna tell you that I know we've had the conversation off uh mic. But I was thinking about my end of life plans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I, I. This is just adding to my new favorite tangents. Following well, up on last week's of like, I ate mustard once. But <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Tell me about your life plans. Well, I was thinking about becoming a lich. I've always said uh, <laughs> I would like to be a ghost. But I've looked into it, and I feel like maybe a lich is actually the better option. Okay, and what's a lich? That's like a ghoul? It's like un- you're a undead. Wraith? Like you're undead, you know? No, usually you look like a skeleton, and you have some, like, boss-ass robes on or something. Oh, yeah. But the difference is that you keep your intellect if you're a lich. Oh, so you're like a you're like a smart, sexy ghoul. You're like a smart, sexy skeleton ghost thing. So, who wants to just be a ghost? Like, I'd rather be a lich. <laughs> so you you went down to the, your local lawyer. <laughs> and you said, I need to update the will. Yes. I was like, so, um, really, step one is bind my soul to a phylactery. Yeah. <laughs> step two, find some fucking boss-ass robes to wear. Make sure I die in them. Well, that could be like a Moomoo, too. That could be a Moomoo. That's Moomoo adjacent. <laughs> that is Moomoo adjacent. You're right. Uh, is so that a are. skeleton and a Moomoo walking toward me? <laughs> I'm a lich, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a little digression, but it's Halloween time. So is it a digression? I don't know. Anything goes. We ate poison candy. I... <laughs> I ate a poison pinwheel. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. This is a big rap getting back at me. Stacy by... had gluten again. Yeah. <laughs> Never hear the end of it. It's the rap sandwich industrial complex. He's been pumping <laughs> pumping carbon monoxide into my apartment. Oh well. Oh well. Anyway. So I put um <laughs> <laughs> Six minute rant. I apologize. I'll, I'll cut it all out. I really will. No, no. <laughs> that should be the entire episode just looped. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize I had such strong feelings, but you really brought it out of me. I really brought it out of you. Wow. Yeah. See the that power was... that words have. They do. Here said right. here. You know, Bjork and Madonna said words are meaningless. Right, they were especially wrong. pinwheel sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> how can they explain how I feel? Um, oh fuck! So I said I, I just for my oh yeah the party anyway party. anyway we're in the we're in the kitchen fighting. I will not feed anyone. I'm, food has been banned from my party. Bring your own fucking sandwiches. <laughs> That's what I wrote on the invite. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I want to show a little, start it off after Haxon with a little episode. Do you remember the TV show Monsters? Vaguely. 
1990, I think it was like 89 and then went into the 90s um, anthology horror series. And it had that really weird opening where it was like, and it sh- you see that weird, creepy monster family, and they're like a normal suburban family, but they're all like freak oh, monsters. Yeah. And they're like, our favorite TV show's on. And then each episode is like kind of just a spooky, scary story. Um, I've been revisiting monsters, and I, I fucking love this show, but I particularly love, um, and you can find this on Amazon if you support Jeff Bezos. Um, season one, episode 18. It is an episode entitled The Match Game. And I just rewatched this the other night. I'm fucking obsessed with this standalone episode of TV. Mm. It is so goddamn good. It stars Stacy, not just one Tory Spelling. What? It also stars one Ashley Lawrence, circa <gasps> Hellraiser. What? And it also stars, like, two dudes that you would know, but I can't remember their names. But, like, one of them's cute and the other's just, like, dumb, but, like, cute but dumb. So they're also in it. <laughs> um, and it's it's just this, it's just a fucking perfect episode of TV. A perfect Halloween time spooky scary story. Um, like I said, it's called The Match Game. Season 1, episode 18. It's available on Amazon Prime. Um, mm. This... This episode is where, like, the four kids, these four teenagers, alleged teenagers, including Tori Spelling, go into the, like, the old spooky haunted manor that, like, is in town that everyone knows the scary story about. And so they all sneak in, and they all sit down, and they decide to play the match game where you light a match, and the person with the lit match begins to tell a story. And each person, as the match, like, burns down, you just trade off who continues the story and each person Mm. just keeps lighting a match and keeps telling the story as they're telling the story about this creepy old dude who lived in the house uh it begins to become true and then like his like zombie corpse comes after them it's very creep show it's very spooky scary it is so fucking good and also it's i like i had to look into it because i was like how was this episode of tv so good i looked into it the writer um, wrote a little film called Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. And motherfucker, this episode of TV, I just can't, I can't sing its praises enough. I fucking love it. And it just, I mean, just the treat alone of getting to see Ashley Lawrence and Tori Spelling in a half hour of 1989 yeah. TV. Like, so good. <laughs> wow. So, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Good for you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Sounds like something nice to watch while you eat a pinwheel. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) However you interpret that. Oh, thank you. That is... See? That's me. She is nothing if not giving. I am magnanimous. (laughs) It's also on my LinkedIn. Anyway. What else? Maybe a movie. Should I talk about a movie? Sure. uh, Well, I mean, maybe this is on your list. I don't know. But at some point in the evening, you have to put on Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh, fucking shit. That's not on my list, but that's what I'm showing for Queer Horror Halloween. Yeah. Like, I mean, God, I love that movie. It's so good. She's so amazing. She's so... Her comic timing... Her, her comic abilities just cannot be overstated. Cassandra Peterson is a master. She is, for sure. 
she's and, and and like i don't think she gets enough credit like people just think like like especially if you watch interviews with her from like the era from like late 80s early 90s um like when she would go on the late show or something for like their halloween episode they always just like talk to her like a bimbo right and like or call her like oh like a a vampire or like and she always is like she is so fucking smart Yes. And so quick and that she just so shoots quick. down anybody. And she can always, she can somehow, like, anytime someone gives her shit like that on a talk show, she, like, totally takes it on, owns it, throws it back at the host, and makes it seductive and funny. Right, yes. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. I think she, like, really, I love that she owns her sexuality. Oh, yeah. And also makes fun of it. Mm-hmm. while just being hot as shit. Um, but I think a lot of people just, that's all she is to them. And it's like, actually, she's an incredible comedic actress. She's 100% brilliant. She can sing, yeah. she can dance. Uh, she's a brilliant actor. Um, her timing, like, yeah, fucking masterful. Also, she wrote that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and produced it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> she's mm-hmm. she's a fucking boss and a businesswoman like yes yeah so i love her and that's just i think that's a great party movie it's and so it'll be funny. great for, you know when you show it it'll be great to see in a theater with a crowd too oh i can't wait yeah yeah it's so funny um who is that actress that plays chastity pariah like the villain edie mcclurg edie mcclurg oh love her Mm-hmm. yeah so there you go elvira can't so go wrong good. with elvira i mean you could put on any uh episode of movie macabre also oh yeah and just have one of those playing would be fun too god i love cassandra peterson yeah icon icon so i chose a movie also um because i think this this is one that is is great uh, to just have on and also you don't have to pay attention because you'll just see bits and pieces and be like, what the fuck? Like how I first encountered this looking up at it in a video store at Movie Madness. Um, but Slumber Party Massacre 2. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's, it's gross. It's sexy. It's sleazy. It's funny. It's got those insane musical sequences. It has that fucking hot-ass girl band. It has the fucking hot-ass sex goblin killer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Love Slumber Party Massacre, too. Yes. Well, we did a whole episode about it. We did a whole episode about it. You can listen, um, you can go back and and listen to that. Uh, That was our episode where we talked about Slumber Party Massacre 2 and talked about Friday 13th Part 5. Yeah. Uh, And was, was that was a killer double feature <laughs> it really is <laughs> yeah two like underrated gyms yes two bonkers fucking sequels that just do whatever they want oh yeah i don't even think underrated is appropriate hated two hate viciously hated yeah gems. yeah two viciously hated gems that Absolutely. we watch and we're like oh this is gay <laughs> yeah i love this gay shit <laughs> so good perfect I love that movie. What else you got? Um, okay. Well, I just tried to think of, like, fun movies that you don't have to pay strict attention to, you know? Yes. Uh, one we haven't talked about, but we will at some point. So maybe we don't say too much now. I don't know. Uh, but The Convent. Oh. Once again, Adrian Barbeau. 
Adrian Barbeau, uh, Dayglo Demons, Demon Nuns. Some like hardcore Night of the Demons vibes. Yes. In a in a nunnery. Well, I guess a convent is what they're called. (laughs) Go figure. Yeah. I love the convent. It's funny, it's weird, it's gross. It's gay as fuck. I love the convent. A lot of people haven't seen it too. Yeah, it's not super mainstream, I guess, but it's readily available though, I think. Yeah. It's so much fun. That was one that um, I saw. It was actually, I saw the same screenshot, I think, of the the nun. What is, it's like the possessed nun with her glowing eyes and the chalkboard behind her says something. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. (laughs) I saw that on Final Girl and then also conversely on my other horror site that I used to, on Arrow in the Head back in the day. Um, (laughs) I saw that on both of those stills. I mean, at this point, probably 15 years ago. And... I remember thinking, what the fuck, I need to see this. And I, I, it took me years to seek out a copy, but when I finally got to see it, it was like coming home, where it was everything I dreamed of <laughs> yeah. it being, just based on what I had read you say about it and what Arrow in the Head said about it. I was just, oh my god, I was so in love. <laughs> it's so good. It's so much fun. Like, Coolio is in it. <laughs> I forgot Coolio's in it! <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. Also, but, um, Kelly Mantle from Drag Race, and uh, and also Liam, aka Kelly, like, oh my god, shoes, the internet video, yeah, are yep. two of the like Satanist villains. It's <laughs> 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 like what? Yeah. Oh god, it's so good. It's amazing. So, Adrian Beyond it, so Beyond it, my party. Oh, she's so fucking great. As that, like, surviving final girl from the 80s who, like, comes... Now she's, like, a fucking badass with, like, a shotgun and a motorcycle. Yeah. (laughs) She's great. She's very... It's a very spiritual successor to Wilma in Creepshow. Yes. It's that kind of cranky, funny, don't fuck with me kind of character. I love it. It's what she does best, I think. Man... Drop all these other sequels and reboots and make a sequel to The Convent. Yeah, really. <laughs> Adrian Barbeau yeah. still kicking ass. No kidding. Oh, God, it's so good. So fucking perfect. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, excellent. So I went down the animated route for my next adventure. Mm. Um, I have these two Halloween specials that are so close to my heart. Um, one of them is uh, Tales from the Far Side. And this was a 1994 Fox, like, primetime Halloween special, just like a half hour, I think, Halloween special, where they animated, like, the Far Side characters and made it into, like, creepy, scary story anthology. But it was all funny and in Far Side style. Um, Weird. Yeah, it's so weird. You can watch, I think there's bits of it still available on YouTube, but I've had trouble, like, actually finding it. So if viewers know where to find this, don't hesitate to message me and send me all the links um, <laughs> and and seek it out for yourself. I thought it was really fun. Maybe it's terrible, like, in retrospect, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, but I also just, I love the art of the far side so much. And I, I mean, I grew up with it and uh, I, I love it. Um, another one, kind of from that same era and same brand of comedy and animation of that time is... Man, it's the Beavis and Butthead Halloween special, <laughs> a.k.a. butt o <laughs> Um, 
It's so fucking good. I can't watch. I can't go a single year of Halloween without putting this on, because uh, Beavis and Butthead are very close to my heart. And just watching watching them try to put on their Halloween costumes, where Butthead is nachos, so he just pours hot cheese all over his head straight off the stove. <laughs> like, <laughs> it kills me. It kills me. It ends with them getting chainsawed. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, <laughs> so for some cartoons that aren't the classic Halloween specials, but are still should be considered classics, I say seek out But Oween. And Tales from the Far Side. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, I don't... I haven't seen either of those, so I can't really contribute much. How fucking dare you? I will. I'm sorry. I'm Stacy. I'm cultured. No, I'm not cultured at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, but... So it would be an opportunity for me to watch them, I suppose. It is. This is an opportunity. This is a uh, this is an opportunity for growth. It is. Yeah. To watch so. Beavis and Butthead <laughs> and grow from it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we grow we grow in all directions, right? Oh. Know what I mean? Oh. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching The Lighthouse? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel that we need a slasher movie. Yeah. Right? Slasher is good. There's nothing to pay attention to, really. It's good background shit. Uh, but I couldn't f- pick just one. I, you know, I couldn't, like, narrow it down. So I figured, like, Scream is a good one mm. t- to have. Uh, Killer Workout. Oh! <laughs> when are we doing that episode? We need to do that episode. Uh, that and Death Spa. Yeah, Killer Workout takes place largely in Rhonda's Workout, is the name of the the spa. Rhonda. There's a lot of aerobics scenes. There is a soundtrack full of bops by Donna DeLore, uh, who, of course, is the Donna of Donna and Nikki, a.k.a. one of Madonna's two backup singers from Madonna's prime era. The classic era. Blonde Ambition, Girly Show, all that stuff. Yeah, Donna and Nikki. And Donna put out a solo album and did the soundtrack for Killer Workout. And it's amazing. Mm. She it's didn't really... also do Slumber Party too, right? No. That, that was... was a Wednesday week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, the Killer Workout stuff is like really good late 80s pop. So it's still really synth driven and the such. Uh, but they're just like, they're really good pop songs. So, movie. yeah, that'd be a good one to have on in the background. Wait, is Killer Wait Killer Workout and Death Spa? Oh, wait, are those two separate movies, or is that the same? Are they different titles? They are two separate movies. Death Spa is Death Spa. Killer Workout is also known as Aerobicide. Aerobicide, yeah, because there's yeah. so many different titles with these that I yeah. always get confused which is which. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, one of those, or maybe a, a Friday the Thirteenth. I'm not sure which one. Maybe. Like, part six, people really like part six. I'm not a huge part six fan, but, like, six or seven, maybe, would be good party installments. Six is six is good. Seven would be the best, because it's yeah. the best Friday the 13th, <laughs> besides part two and three. <laughs> um, everyone, like, is fucking all up on six. And, I mean, it's... Everyone's all up on six. I mean, it just, like, gets the classic looks down and stuff, but, like... 
It's not one of my favorites, really. I think everyone just wants to fuck Tommy Jarvis. I think that's it. Yeah. Like, all these dudes that love it, they secretly just want to get boned by Tommy Jarvis. Or bone Tommy Jarvis, so. <laughs> that's what that, I think. That could that could be. He was a cutie. That's what I think. But Killer Workout, that would be my pick from that selection. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Rhonda is a fucking queen. <laughs> She's a cranky queen. She is a cranky queen, but oh, I... <laughs> Love I her. love her and her narrative journey. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a narrative journey. <laughs> it is a narrative journey. Yeah, we have Shh. to do we have to do yeah, a good double feature episode for sure. God. Oh. Uh, uh. And those are also <laughs> available. I think those are getting the nice movie home movie treatment yeah death spa i know i haven't seen the blu-ray but it did get a blu-ray release killer workout also got a blu-ray release but it was just like an upscaled oh copy like the dvd yeah the dvd and blu-ray aren't super great they're really cheap you know what i mean like inexpensive to buy because they didn't do some amazing restoration so i mean on the one hand at least stuff like that's available that way but but yeah, also, yeah. like, I, f- I think I'm just getting spoiled with, like, the great, like, Scream Factory or Arrow or Kino Lorber releases where I'm like, right. God. Just, yeah. Just make my movie perfect again. <laughs> yeah. Give me some. I mean, features. I'm so used, I'm so used to Killer Workout on VHS because I have the VHS, which actually features Marla Maples on the cover. Oh my God. Yeah. So. Even a shitty upscale is still better for me, but... Yeah. But it, it didn't get, like, a nice, you know, Arrow release $40 Blu-ray, so... I don't but know it that deserves it deserves... A... <laughs> <laughs> Opposite jinx. Opposite jinx. Uh, what it does deserve is the $40 Mondo soundtrack release. Yes. It yes. for sure deserves that. It'll yes. never get one, but it deserves it. Oh, but so. we could dream... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. A little slasher. God, I love Killer Workout. Yeah. It's amazing. I um I was gonna throw in another slasher too. Um and mine was Bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. I've been I and this is mainly I think because this whole Halloween season, I have been wanting to watch Bride of Chucky so bad. I mean it's it's one of my very favorite horror movies. It's like in my top five or ten. Uh is my favorite child's play film, which is really hard for me to pick because there's seven fucking perfect child's play films. <laughs> uh, it 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 introduces us to Tiffany. It has mm-hmm. some great kills and some hilarious gore. It has Jennifer Tilly, Kathy Najimy, Catherine Heigl, um, J- John Ritter. It's so fun. It's, it's so much fun. It's so goddamn fun. And it has the first out queer character in any slasher movie that i can think Mm -hmm. of like out queer teen um in the 90s like that was fucking revolutionary and that that did a lot for me as a as a kid watching it um as a teenager watching it i love bride of chucky and it's just like it's just got those great classic vibes it references bride of bride of frankenstein it references old universal horror it got it tries to go like fully sweeping uh classic goth horror while also being about killer dolls and also about killer dolls in trailer parks in new jersey <laughs> like <laughs> what more could you want it's so fun it's so fun so it's so fun bride of chucky man that was yay that's happening in my house i believe it 
I I wouldn't expect you to throw any party and not have that on at some point. I mean, I was Tiff. Did I tell you this? I was Tiffany last year at Halloween at my party. Mm-hmm. And Stacy, <laughs> I learned about the difference between gay people and straight people. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I had never noticed any differences until this party. Um, I always, <laughs> you know, I, I believed, you know, we were all the same. And I was Tiffany. So I'm in my, I'm in my dress. I have my hair. I have my necklace. I have my leather jacket, my combat boots. Obviously Tiffany. I got my fishnets. The straight people that came in, which I did not invite them. The straight people that came into the party. <laughs> I didn't. They would all, they would all say, oh, are you Marilyn Monroe? Oh my God. What? the fuck is what i said i said get out get and out then of my house <laughs> my, drop my... that pinwheel and get out <laughs> get it back <laughs> cough it up in my hand my high school bestie shows up and i go adam who am i and he goes tiffany obviously <laughs> and i was like thank you so then i just kept grilling every gay person that came in who am i Tiffany. Oh my god, girl, you're Tiffany. Like, <laughs> and I got Maryland like five times by straight people that oh, night. Oh, gross. You can misgender me all you want, but Maryland me when I am Tiffany? It's a hate crime. Fucking hate crime. Jesus. So, I am so, passing sorry, legislation. You Thank, you. Sorry. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank well, you. Wow. Never again. Never again. Yeah, that's yeah. my campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, I'm talking to Chuck Schumer about it later. It's going to be... <laughs> We're going to affect some change. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Suspiria, I would not... Is that your party film? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not, actually. Um, but speaking of Suspiria, I feel the party needs some uh, crazy gore. Yeah. He needs some gore at some point, so I was thinking Suspiria 77 would be a good one to have on. It's so nice to look at. And to Um, listen to. And to listen to. That's a really good party movie. There's no plot to pay attention to, really. Whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think that's a good one. Or I was trying to figure out which Fulci, and I think maybe City of the Living Dead, because it's just... Yeah. It's got, like, teleporting zombies. It's disgusting as fuck. Um, but if you want some gore, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and that one's more like, like, House by the Cemetery is a little more, like, somber kind of. Right. That one, House by the Cemetery feels like you have to pay attention. Yeah. So does The Beyond a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know. But, like, The uh, Beyond is perfect in fucking Clown Town at the same time. But you still, right. you, yeah. you want to get immersed in the... experience but city of the living dead you know you can be you know standing there eating an egg (laughs) (laughs) so there i was i was just standing there so i'm just standing there i got an egg in each hand (laughs) and he says to me he says julie oh that's julie yeah (laughs) hey i'm julie i like eggs she's she's a secretary she loves eggs julie tomatoes julie (laughs) Julie Tomatoes is Joey's cousin. <laughs> uh, but you could be standing there eating an egg or talking to a cutie, and then every once in a while you just look over and be like, oh my god, is someone vomiting up their intestines? Yes! <laughs> yes. So there you go. 
City of the Living Dead is that that's also the Gates of Hell, right? Or is that Yeah, it's yeah. part of the tril- the trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, I you... love a ga- I love a Gates of Hell. I like I just like the idea that there's Gates of Hell somewhere and don't open a hotel on top of it or bad things could happen. I'm so into it. Yeah, that's like that's like even Hell House LLC is that idea. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Amityville. We're still doing that. Did you see the new Hell House? They just did a new one. They like snuck attack a no. new LLC three. I love the first one. I hated the second one. Yeah. And then I heard we heard the third one was better, but then we put on the trailer and then we were like, oh. <laughs> we just... Sometimes life is too short to go back to the well a third time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So there you go. Got yeah. your egg. Got a cutie. Do you do the egg and the cutie? Like, do you hold the eggs and talk to the cutie at the same time? And do, like, an egg-cutie trade-off? That's That seems like a recipe for disaster. Because, oh, just... first of all, you're going to have egg breath. Yes, flirting with disaster. Flirting with disaster. I think eating the egg is a private thing. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be private. But I, it's a solo activity. Like, maybe, like, there's, an egg, maybe there's a dedicated egg lounge. Where you eat like as you, there could be the egg lounge. I'm In gonna retire. Cabana. I'm gonna retire to the egg lounge for a while. <laughs> it's just people slurping <laughs> eggs in there. People, people in caftans eating eggs. <laughs> Your party yeah. is actually really sexy. I want to go to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, maybe you eat an egg on your way back outside. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of egg thing. Not while you're having a talk with a kid. Uh, so you sneak, you're just sneaking eggs. When you go to get another drink, grab just, an egg. Just sneak an egg. Sneak an egg on your way out the door. You can pop it all in in one bite if you so choose. <laughs> is it me or is Julie just constantly shoving eggs in her face when God, people aren't she... looking? Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw her put an egg in her pocket. (laughs) (laughs) You ask her about it. I'm not going to ask her about it. You ask her. She'll think I'm hitting on her. Julie Egg Pockets. Hey, look, it's Julie Egg Pockets over here. Hey, shut up, Joey. I'm trying to talk to this cutie. Oh, the tomatoes household. Oh, the tomatoes. They throw a great party, though, don't they? They do. Just so many eggs. <laughs> so many eggs. Uh, anyway, so yeah, there you go. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, I think a part. gore fest is a good... I don't really have a gore fest. I mean, I have Chucky and Slumber Party, too, but I don't really have a gore fest. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. Actually, I have a... I will include a... Um, a <laughs> I will include one of my footnotes that was on the short list <laughs> oh. as a potential uh, optional gore fest because this movie also has no plot, is disgusting, and is so fucking stupid um, that you can put this on and just have a laugh. So this might be like as everyone is like throwing up or like like th- like people are just blacking out, and that's when you put on um, Rabid Grannies. Uh, have, you, have you ever seen? Rabbit I thought Grannies? I thought maybe you were thought maybe you were gonna say Dead Alive, which feels a little Rabbit Grannies. Adjacent. Dead Alive is also really Rabbit Grannies, but I guess the thing is, I've seen Dead Alive so many times. I mean, like, because you know, mm. you're a teenager, you see Dead Alive, yeah. and, then, and then you watch it every day for like the next <laughs> yeah. six years. Um, fucking love Dead Alive, actually. Uh, but but Rabbit Grannies, yeah, totally dead alive adjacent. Um, has nasty gore effects. It has the upside of being German, um, so that's funny. Well, just always an upside. Yeah, it's just that's just funny, and I can say that being half German. Um, 
yeah, super gross. I still have no idea what that movie's about, except, like, two sweet old grannies somehow get possessed and then kill everyone. Great. Yeah. Great good time. Yeah. It's a rabbit granny. Also, end-of-life plans. End-of-life plans. Become either an intellectual <laughs> skeleton in a moo-moo <laughs> or a rabbit granny. Yeah. Both have caves, I'm sure. Both. Maybe one and then the other. Yeah. Oh. But it would have to be granny and then lich, unless... That's true. And then when you're the granny, do you still have your intelligence? Hmm. Oh. Yeah, because either you're losing your intelligence, but keeping your skin. (laughs) Right. Or losing the flesh form and keeping the intelligence. I would rather lose my flesh form, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm learning so much about myself this episode. Yeah. Yeah, and your... your... (laughs) And my predilections. Halloween is so uh, helpful. It's an introspective time. It is. It really is. I find. Yeah. It's the reason for the season. (laughs) It's introspection. Halloween's about introspection. (laughs) Yeah. And eggs! (laughs) Deviled eggs. Wasn't it the Juggers? Duggers. The Juggers? What? The juggernauts? The juggernauts. The Duggers. Didn't they say that they can't, don't they call deviled eggs like angel faces or something? Oh, the crazy conservative people? Isn't that the guy? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Duggers, the ones who keep having babies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think they won't call them deviled eggs because, you know, devils. Do they call them angel eggs? They're like angel faces or angel hearts or some stupid shit I'm like really ain't, ain't, ain't nothing about angelic about those farts that's all i'm gonna tell you no. right now <laughs> or that breath that's why or that breath egg is a solo activity that's why egg. julie is standing alone in the corner <laughs> thinking no one sees her we <laughs> see you julie Convinced she's blending into the wall. As, yeah, as she, she just keeps off looking over, egg. yeah, <laughs> looking over her shoulder. <laughs> it's just she's like full Whoa. demons too. <laughs> she's, yeah, but yeah, she's eating she's eggs. Reagan and the Exorcist just <laughs> <laughs> with her eggs everywhere. We see you. Everyone can see you, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to bed. <laughs> oh, those tomatoes. Oh, I love them. Anyway. <laughs> the family tomatoes. Um, <laughs> do you, I have like two more. Do you have more? Um, yeah, I've got, well, I've got one to close out the evening for sure. Okay, great. Well, I can, my two work together actually. Oh, Um, okay. They're a little, this would be a little bit long. So this would, I mean, these could be, you could, you'll have to, you know what? Figure it out on your own, on your own fucking time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, you need to, you need to embrace my sandwich fire. <laughs> you see? Do whatever you want, I don't care, but here's how I feel about it. Stacy, she's got that sandwich heat. (laughs) Sandwich fire! (laughs) God, be the sandwich fire you want to see in the world. (laughs) So I am taking on that sandwich fire, baby, and I am putting on. I am putting on a uh, Ghost Watch. 
BBC, oh, cool. BBC's Ghost Watch. Um, that aired in 1992 on the BBC uh, on Halloween night. Yes. Um, so you've seen Ghost Watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. Um, yeah. Terrifying, hilarious, kind of, by today's standards, but literally, like, sent England into an uproar as it aired, because the conceit is, if you have not seen Ghostwatch, which I believe you can access it online everywhere. Um, I have a DVD. Oh! Well, aren't we special? <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> I want to watch it. Come bring it with I'll, me. I'll bring it with me. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, they're like... Some investigators are doing a live, on-air, like, investigation of a haunted house. Viewers are encouraged to call in and tell their ghost stories. As they're doing this investigation, um, the viewers that are calling in begin to see this this ghost man. Uh, I think his name was Pipes or something. They begin to see him showing up in their homes. And then basically, like, he kind of takes over and sort of, like, infects the world and tur- it turns into a giant, like, poltergeist move- moment all over the world from this live broadcast. Um, just, it really, it's really great at playing with that, is it real or isn't it real? It's kind of sort of War of the Worlds and how um, it, it did freak people out as it was airing because people were thinking it was real. Uh, and it's just, it's just a fun time. Love Ghost Watch. Well, because the presenters were actually, like, BBC presenters. It wasn't just actors yes. being like, oh, here we are for a special. It'd be like, here, if they aired a special, and it's like, I'm whoever, Katie Couric, and I'm Oprah, or whatever. And then all of this War of the Worlds shit started happening. People would believe it. Yep. Yeah, if Katie yeah. Couric or Oprah are telling you, you know, I love bread, and also the ghosts have infected all of the television. Yeah, and I'm like, excuse me, Oprah, can you, what kind of bread are we talking about here? <laughs> what are your thoughts on raps? Yeah. <laughs> You're not the yeah. only one who feels duped. Yeah, but didn't somebody, like, actually die or something? I think that might have happened. Or was that a part of the whole myth of it, or... Yeah, there was a a guy that, uh, uh, 18-year-old factory worker Martin Denham, who suffered from learning difficulties and had a mental age of 13, this Mm. is all according to Wikipedia, uh, actually died by suicide five days after the program aired. Uh, So that's unfortunate. Right. Um, But I swear to God, Ghostwatch is a good time and you should (laughs) watch it. (laughs) It is, it is. But I mean, I think that also speaks to the the reality with which people experienced it. Um, mm-hmm. So and, and kind of the effectiveness of it. I mean, I think it's really silly, but it's it's great. Uh, so mm-hmm. so I said Ghost Watch, another one that I'm throwing out there because it, it's kind of in a similar vein. Uh, it's a little less seen, and it kind of exists in the indie circuit or the underground circuit. But I fucking love this movie, and I, I it's now a Halloween tradition for me too. Um, is the WNUF Halloween special? It's a night of programming. It's it's literally like the tape, like a tape that someone found um, of a recording. So you see the person fast forwarding through the through the commercials they didn't want to record and and everything. Um, so it's a it's another similar to Ghostwatch, a live broadcast from a a, a a local news station somewhere in the United States. In like it's it's in the eighties, in the mid eighties, and they're doing a in like on the air investigation and like trying to lead up into a, a haunted house like seance moment and man i fucking love it just like ghost watch i love the the aesthetic that they put together of all the commercials that they created to go in between the broadcast 
Mm-hmm. Um, just everything about it. And they ran it. I mean, this is a real... T- like, a lot of the times with these, like, retro throwbacks, they just don't do it right. I think it's it's just... I think it's a question of technology. Like, you just either have to use that equipment from the era, like with the lighthouse, and make it look like an old silent movie. Right. Or... Or, you know, it's not enough to just make your movie in Final Cut and then put a film grain filter over it. Right, yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry to most films that I have seen uh, and wanted to turn off within one minute recently that do that. But, like, with this, they I think they filmed it on, like, some shitty DV camera, and then they ran it through a VCR, like, five times. And it just looks so authentic. It's so well done. There is a hilarious... They include the the basically these parodies of Ed and Lorraine Warren that come to investigate it because it's a it's a spin on when they did that live seance at Amityville, mm-hmm. um, and so they in, they bring in the Warrens, but they also these this this couple for some reason also they take everything dreadfully seriously and have no sense of humor and it's amazing, and they also have this cat named Shadow who they all their psychic powers come from the cat. So the cat tells them when ghosts are nearby and stuff. (laughs) Uh, It's fucking great. It's so funny. Uh, It has a nice, like unexpectedly um, real kind of reality based slash gory twist at the end. Um, And I love it. They also made a complimentary record um, that expands on the universe. That's uh, or a companion record that expands on the universe that I, I got on vinyl that I just love so much. So, WNUF. I think it's available on Prime right now on Amazon. Um, but I really love it. It's so good. It's so good. I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Good call. Yeah. So that's that's my Halloween night right there. That's a good one. I like it. Thank you. Thank you good, very much. Good job. Good job. Are you going to show those things tonight at your party? You know, I'm probably going to do it. Do it. Until until I black out. I'm going to be Tomb Raider, so I'm, I'm probably just going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, I told you I wanted, like, a sexy costume this year, so I'm like, I'm going to be Tomb Raider, but I'm going to be Angelina Jolie as Tomb Raider. Oh, like... I was going to ask what iteration... Yeah, so I'm doing the first Tomb Raider movie, the opening scene, t-shirt, not tank top, uh, no backpack. Um, and uh, so I, I'm gonna, I plan on showing all those things, but at any given moment, I, I could very well try like jumping up on my counters and making a <gasps> sound. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I'm gonna go full Tomb Raider. You're not style. gonna wear the white silk pajamas as you do your ceiling bungee jumping. I will do that. I do that. And we have, we're setting up the pulley system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, my robot just arrived too. My, my okay. gunplay robot. Sounds amazing. I love Tomb Raider. There's so many Lara Crofts to choose from. There are so many. I mean, just between all the games. Yeah. Let alone the movies. Although I will tell you that Angelina Jolie one is the only movie I need to see. The new one was so bad. It was so bad. And they could have, all they had to do was make the video game into a movie. Yeah. And they did that in parts, but not the the right parts. Yeah, not the good parts. (laughs) Not the good parts. Dum-dums. Well, I guess my last entry, which I'm surprised wasn't on your list, kind of, honestly, would be, you know, if things are settling down, people are filing out, uh, someone's passed out over in the corner near the eggs. 
Julie. It's Julie. <laughs> she had an egg coma. Everybody's just kind of buzzed or drunk or high or whatever and just kind of loafing around. Um, when everybody's fucked up or on their way out, it's a good time to put on the 1976 Paul Lind Halloween special. Oh my God, that's on my list and I for- I didn't see it. That's literally on my list. I was going to say, I'm very shocked it's not on your list. Stacy, I've invalidated my entire party. I canceled my night too soon. Yeah. <laughs> this is, okay, well then I am, I am, I am living vicariously through your party and also tacking it onto mine because it is literally on my list and I just didn't see this in the jumble. Yeah. Well, good. I was going to start to I think I maybe, I thought maybe you've been lying about being a homosexual this whole time. Me? Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you want everybody to be kind of fucked up because let's face it, it's awful, but it's the kind of awful that's so good when you're fucked up. It's so good. I thought you were going to say you want everybody to be Paul Lind, because I do. Well, duh. The fucking saint of an angel of a perfect, of a man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the cast is insane. Margaret Hamilton? Florence Henderson? What Kiss? the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Betty White? Betty White? Like, like, what the fuck? It's the only, it's the kind of entertainment that could only have been born in the 1970s. And co-written by Bruce Valanche. Could Bruce Valanche, so that gives you an idea of where it's going. And I just like, I don't know, I was thinking about it the other day when I was making my list. And I'm like, obviously this has to go on the list. And you and I have talked about it before. But like, just our affinity for desire to be a part of that sort of, Palm Springs faggotry of yesteryear. Stacy, we exist outside of time. We are in the wrong time. We're in the wrong time, for sure. Do you know how much we would have thrived in this era? Oh my god. Like, put us on the fucking gay love boat. Yeah, exactly. That's our people. Yeah. But this is what I worry, that the gay youth of today, like, don't they're not getting their education. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that. I mean, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe they don't care. But it's like, this is like that era. People like Paul Lind, even Bruce Valanche, whatever. It's like, it's so integral to who, like, who the gay community is. And so yeah. I just, I just want the kids to know but Stacey, it's, it's why do not... they need to know? Now they've got Jonathan Van Ness and Queer Eye. They don't need Paul Lind. It's like, you know, now they've got Miley Cyrus. Or, yeah. like, any any other, like, actress who's married to a man but is like, but I do think women are attractive. Also, I don't see gender. I see the soul. Like, okay. She's pan. She's pan. Yeah. Stan her. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like people like Paul Lynn who wanted to be out. And it's like, it was an open secret. Sure. Like people like him and, you know, Charles Nelson Riley or uh, whatever. were like living in a glass closet for sure. But they were still in a closet. Or our, they, uh, another hero of mine from this era, Rip Taylor, who R.I.P. just, who just, just passed, passed away. Just passed away. You know what I mean? But it's like. A fucking God creative geniuses so funny so intelligent um you know and so like i just my heart breaks for all of them because they couldn't just be out and be who they wanted to be yeah but at the same time it's like but also they were like in the coolest fucking club that's ever existed yes Yes. (laughs) you know so i think 
God, just I just want the kids to know, I guess. And maybe, like I said, kids aren't going to be like, well, I don't know, I'm really into Kay Ballard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think that there are gay people around. Like, even, like, I guess we're not young necessarily, but we're not old. But I suppose we qualify as elder gays at this point. Yeah, I started getting the AARP um, sign-up. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, uh, but I look at um, Cola Scola. Yeah. Um, I love him, and he, you know, you never totally know with him. Paul He's... Lynn's uh, descendant. Yes, for sure. And, but you never know, like how serious he's being or not. But it's like you know, just that kind of that stripe of gay person, which it's mostly men for sure. I feel a little bit of a minority as a woman who's into this kind of thing, uh-huh. but like who just like reveres like Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. old old Hollywood or 70s Palm Springs or just that sensibility. Yes. Well, and that's one. Of, I mean, going back to Cole, that's one of my favorite things about Cole is like, I mean, just Cole's Twitter alone. Like, oh, yeah. When he'll start going off on tweets about like, oh, I went to dinner with Barbara Stanwyck. And like, just, yeah. like it just like creates a series of tweets or like Insta stories where you can tell that he is so deep in with reverence for that era and that time and these like names uh i mean that's something i love about you too is like throwing out like tv's you know brenda vaccaro or like <laughs> yeah like the stuff that kind of goes uncredited or unspoken today uh, unsung um yeah and paul lind i mean that's totally that's like formative queer content and queer makers um mm-hmm. And it's it's it is a shame. I, I hope I hope kids are getting their education and get to see these things, and and not even from the perspective of being like, oh, your entertainment today, shit. You don't know what we used to have, right? <laughs> like, it's not that. It's you but know. like these are ancestors, elders that like made it, you know, I, I create formed a queer consciousness, right? Uh, and just truly, their work would be for nothing if it doesn't survive. Um, and we don't right. continue to pass on the oral tradition of their work. Exactly. Uh, uh, and fuck Paul Lind. Yeah. Like, I get it. Times are different now. Everything is very of the moment only. You know, you look at things like Instagram stories that are gone in 24 hours. Like, everything is very fleeting and impermanent you know it's like streaming this and streaming like it's just a different world now but it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean we have to lose everything that has already been established yeah yeah instead of watching whoever uh unbox something on youtube or eat food and talk (laughs) about it i'm gonna eat chinese snacks today on camera (laughs) what's it called there's even a name mukbang or something where you just eat food on tv on the internet Like it's it's a really weird entertainment, uh, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yuck your yum. I got Pazuzu breathing down my back. I'm not gonna yuck your yum. I'm just gonna say maybe in between a mukbang. Oh, it feels wrong. In between that, (laughs) put on a put on look up the Pauline Halloween special and watch some bits of it. Or look at if you if you don't know Pauline at all, yeah, check it out or check out Google um Pauline doing the weather forecast. Like it, right, or yes. Paul Lind on Match Game, on fucking Match Game, or Hollywood Squares, like Holly, oh yeah, Hollywood Squares, or Charles Nelson Riley on Match Game, like, Charles Nelson Riley and Brett on Match Game, Match Game seven and Fanny Flag, like Fanny all of these fucking Flag, gay, these gay elders, like instead, like in between your tweets about how you don't want to see 
leather daddies at the pride parade because pride <laughs> is for families in between your tweets about that maybe just like pay some tribute to those who came before all of us and paved the way and suffered in silence Yep. While creating great art so that you can tweet about how your straight marriage is really queering up marriage. <laughs> your husband likes a finger in his ass once in a while. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. That's all I'm saying. I agree. That's all also, I'm saying. Like. That thing, too, of, like, suffering in silence or, like, the open secret, you know, all that with Paul Lind and with all these greats, Charles Nelson Reilly, um, all of them. Like, it, it, it's also, there's still something so much more revolutionary than anything done today that mm-hmm. they were, he, I mean, Paul Lind, you couldn't be a more flaming faggot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was and people just thought oh he's just he's just like he's just silly like our weird uncle you know but like right he, there's something so transformative and radical about what he was doing even and, and the fact that he couldn't be open about it but it was still not compromising who he was or his expression or what made him special right. uh, it's just so much so much more radical than I think anything we see today it's like it's like watching oh, yeah. John Waters movies and you're like, how the fuck did they get away with that back then? And this could never happen today. Like mm-hmm. it's even, even unspoken. It's so much more radically queer. Uh, than... Yeah. It was it's like unspoken, but spoken. It's not like Paul Lind was trying to butch up and you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. Yeah. They were who they were. They just weren't going to say like, Oh my boyfriend, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, and but they people didn't change them. who they are. And people loved them. They were absolutely adored. Because they were funny and smart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there yeah. you go, kids. There's my lecture. Uh, it can't be a Gaylord's elders. episode without us yelling at our listeners <laughs> at the end. <laughs> That's true. The people who need to hear that probably don't even listen to us. So who cares anyway? But you but know. also, you know, we've got some young listeners who are really cool that message us. and, and That's um, true share our stuff so like i mean no you're history not, that's all yeah we're not yelling at you just like we thank you for keeping us um relevant <laughs> yeah, yeah what'd you say yes but if you don't know some of these names do look them up because they will change your life and really inform um your experience and and i, I think right. you'll i think you'll love them so yeah so there you go yay halloween Tomorrow on Twitter, Paul Lind canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gaylord's canceled. Keep waiting, keep waiting for us to get canceled. But oh, I happen. can't wait. It'll happen. It's going to be the day before the live show we're going to get canceled. Yeah. That's all right. It'll still happen. Just nobody will hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, man, alive. Well, good then. Party's over. Everybody go home. Party's over. Somebody wake up Julian. <laughs> careful with that egg aura around her just don't try don't try to pry the eggs from her hands she might bite you (laughs) (laughs) julie's just in the cellar door with her eggs (laughs) cheryl from evil dead oh well i loved our halloween parties i think they're good parties
nice. They're really I'm good. surprised. I think mine was better than I was uh, building it up to be or anticipating. You kept knocking your party, but that was a really, I mean, just the egg lounge alone with those caftans. <laughs> the caftan egg lounge. Like, I mean, I didn't think I could see anything creepier than the masked orgy <laughs> sequence in Eyes Wide Shut, but you did it. I live to give. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a listener question on this spooky Halloween oh, Eve, Stacey? We do. Uh, shockingly. Shockingly. I am shocked. If you've got a question, send it to us on social medias or electronic mail. There you go. Uh, Ashley asks, have you had a strange or paranormal experience that scared you, either in a supposedly haunted location or just in the world. No. No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, again, this is the Anthony Showcase, this episode. <laughs> Anthony Showcase. Uh, you know. You haven't party, had, party like, plan. you haven't had, like, a spooky, spooky, like, really, even no. just a spooky thing. No. Like a I'm weird open to thing. it. <laughs> I'm like, open. You don't have ghost? to have like ectoplasm splash in your face. <laughs> oh, okay. It doesn't have to be the entity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I take it all back. Well, that was a paranormal experience. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> Well, Stacy did it. We're canceled. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that was. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like. Anyway, you... I mean, I've had spooky feelings, but like, you know, who has? Have you? But have you been like chased by truckers on the back roads, or like, because that's like spooky. No. You don't have a scary story at all? I don't think so. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I I mean, you know, I, like I just, I haven't had any of those like, you know, oh, I woke up and there was a ghost at the foot of my bed. Like, you know, if if I feel like it. That's if my it story. Ever, <laughs> if it has ever felt like someone sits on the bed, then I just say, well, you know, it's our brains doing things. Like, obviously, oh, all these people yeah. who are like, oh, I want, you know, that, that documentary about the nightmare man or whatever. It's yeah. like your brains are like beyond our understanding. Oh, and totally. They, you know, like that's so I just I haven't ever like I've never stayed anywhere that's supposed to be haunted. I've never like. Would you, though? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I want to. I want to. That's like my dream Halloween is like get a haunted cabin and just stay in it for the night. Yeah, I'm certainly open to the experiences. I've been scary places, but nothing's happened in them except I'm scared out of my mind. Like where? Uh, like a friend of mine and I, I was really into uh, like urban exploration. You know, everybody goes through that phase of like, I'm going to go in all the destitute buildings, all the derelict factories or whatever. Oh, so yeah, we went yeah. in, we went in the, uh, it was While an wearing insane your asylum. Dipes. Well, I'm diped up and got my energy drink. <laughs> Insane um, Asylum. Yeah, there was uh, the the uh, Northampton Insane Asylum up near where I went to school. Oh my god, um, I've seen this on TV. 
we it's gone now it's been torn down but we went to take pictures like i went to the place also where they filmed session nine oh what yeah before that like burned down and got converted into apartments and then burned down and all that we went and like it was boarded up super tight so we just kind of like walked the grounds and took pictures outside but we never got in but then we went to northampton and we were just walking around taking pictures and then we noticed that one of the doors was open like three inches and so we were like well it's open so so we went up and I had with me only, I had a Polaroid camera and a 35. Like I just had cameras everywhere. So I like stuck because it was dark inside. So I stuck the Polaroid in and I took a picture because it's got the flash and the picture, it was like a staircase going up and down and there was like chain link fence running up the middle. So you couldn't like reach over the railings or anything. But we didn't have, like, flashlights or anything like that. So we were like, okay, let's come back next weekend. So we went back on the weekend. The door was still open. We had flashlights and cameras. And so a friend of mine and I went inside and we, like, covered the first floor. And then we decided that going down would be safer than going up in terms of, like, building integrity. Mm -hmm. So we went down and we explored the whole basement. Um there was like the chapel where all the ceiling tiles had fallen down. So I probably got like asbestosis or oh something. God. Um, so it was all really quiet and everything. And then the, the only thing that happened that was really creepy for some reason was like we were checking out all the room. Like we'd go in any room, open any door, except we went in this one big room that had a lot of medical equipment in it. And there were two doors on one side of the room. And then on the other side, there was a closed door that had a window in it. And we both went in that room and just something about that room on the far side. We were both like, I don't know what's in there, but I am not going near that door. I'm not looking in that window. I'm not opening that door. Like, let's get out of here. And so we left and then we went down into the tunnels underneath. And so we left and went into the tunnels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that was probably the most scared I've ever been. It took me a really long time to go down the stairs because it was so fucking scary. Like, I've never experienced darkness like that ever before. Like, my hand an inch in front of my face. I couldn't see my hand. All we had were flashlights. Oh, my God. And that was really freaky. But nothing, like, happened or anything. It was just, you know. Yeah, but that's a scary story. It was really scary. It was really scary. Oh, my God. So I have a bunch of pictures. I'll show you pictures. Oh, can you send them to me? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's exciting. Man, I love that kind of shit. We used to do ghosts. I think I even told this story on the show, but, like, we used to do, like, try to do our own ghost investigations when we were teenagers. (laughs) And I think I told the story about the insane asylum that we snuck onto, and then I fell into the latrine. Oh, into the hole. Did I already (laughs) tell my story? Is that why? Because you told yours. Oh, did we tell these stories? I'm sorry. No, but I I don't remember it, and I'm scared. I'm freshly scared just imagining (laughs) that room that you wouldn't even go into. Yeah, we wouldn't even, like, go over by the door and look in. And we were going in patient rooms and in and out of, like, everything. Opening doors, opening closets. We found an incinerator. Like, anything. But something about that door and whatever was on the other side, we both were like, no, no thanks. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when you get a fucking weird, irrational feeling, I mean, it's just weird and irrational, but then sometimes it's like... Yeah. It's almost like, you know, when you can feel, like, when it's like, like, the air's thick. <laughs> like, right. and, yeah. And it's just like, just, ooh, ooh. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know that I believe in anything. 
like I'm I'm very much an agnostic, but like I uh, I I mean I'm definitely a Mulder Scully I want to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have sought out a lot of these, a lot of situations like that to try in the hopes of seeing something. Um, the weird thing is I have, I've had two bizarre experiences. I think I told the cemetery story on this show. Um, if I haven't told that story, listeners, if you don't remember the story about me and the rocks in the cemetery, um, message me or whatever. And if you don't remember that story, if it hasn't happened, I'll tell you, or, or I'll tell it on the air later. Um, but I, I always say I want to believe in spite of the fact that I have seen a ghost or I thought I saw something. And like you were saying, I mean, I've spent a long time because this happened when I was like 10 or 11 or 12 or something. And I've spent a lot of time uh, just remembering it. And I mean, just like, you know, if you know anything about memory, like that's all invented. Mm-hmm. Like you can't remember something without remaking the memory. Um, and it's always going to change. So I don't know to what extent it's like it actually did happen to what extent it was because it, I had just woken up. It was like what you said, like you wake up and there's a goat, a ghost, a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Black Phillips. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you wake up and there's a ghost at the foot of bed. It was very much like that. Um, but I also, you know, I grew up with sleep paralysis. And mm. so when I was a kid, like I would always wake up paralyzed and like unable to breathe and terrified, unable to move. Um, and I would, like, not see things, but I'd, like, feel, like, horrible things in the room. Um, and then one time I did see, I saw a couple things. And then one, the last time I ever actually, okay, I've got two stories then. <laughs> I'll tell that one. <laughs> I'll tell that. Well, so the last time I, I mean, and I knew that sleep, like, as I got older, I'd learned, and I grew up in a re- really religious household. As I got older, I learned that sleep paralysis really was just your brain fucking with you. Right. I didn't know that until I discovered that on the internet when I was like 19. And I was like, mm. oh, all that stuff makes sense. Um, when I was, so I would always have sleep paralysis. When I was like, the last time I ever had sleep paralysis that I really remember because I figured out how to beat it. Um, it was like, I, I was, and, and it was terrified because I thought I was done ha- having these experiences because I realized it was every time I would go to sleep on my back. So one of the last times I ever had one of these experiences, and I still don't know because it felt so real, um, I went to sleep purposely on my stomach, and I was like, I'm not going to have one tonight. And then it started to happen where I feel the tingles, I feel myself going numb, but I'm still awake. And then all of a sudden I just feel literally a a hand, a human hand, just right on the small of my back. Like, just, I can feel every finger, I can feel the thumb, I can feel the palm, I can feel the heat. And I just, like, immediately am, like, awake and still feel it, like, it's just sitting on my back. And I'm, like, my immediate thought was, like, oh, my God, is it my mom? Is, did my mom just come in my room and she's waking me? So I just say, mom, and I hear nothing. And then I just turn around and there's nothing in my room. <laughs> that was the last experience I ever had like that. Um and then it all kind of just went away after that. Because uh, a, a lot of people just get sleep paralysis when they're younger and then you kind of age out of it. Um, so I was lucky enough to be one of those. Because it's, it's horrible. Um, the other experience that I had where... Because that I still think it might have just been sleep paralysis. But this one, the only time I ever saw something, I was like 10 or 11 or 12. I was staying at my sister's house. 
And I was I was sleeping in a room with my nephew, and my sisters and brothers and sisters were way older than me, so my nephew was like basically just a few years younger than me. So we're we're in his bunk bed, and I'm on the top bunk, and I wake up in the middle of the night, and the room just seems like, and I know the difference between sleep paralysis and being awake from all my experiences, but it's that thing again where the room just felt so gloomy. And I was like, what the fuck? And every, it was, it was just like that feeling of like a dark cloud, you know? Mm -hmm. And I look in the corner of the room as I wake up and through the haziness of the night in my eyes, I see this like vapor form almost like in the shape of a person. And I'm like, okay. And I just feel this immediate like fear, like quaking fear. And then it starts to walk towards me (laughs) Mm. and it's, and then it starts to move faster and faster and faster. And that's when I turned around and I just covered, I put all the blankets over me and I just turned around and like grabbed onto the bed and like was freaking out. And then it, it almost felt like, like in Ghost when he walks through people and they like freak out. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like something just moved through me and then I just knocked right out. And then I woke up the next morning hmm. and I was like, what the fuck? Never saw anything again. But what was weird was this was at my sister's house up in Washington, and I told my mom about it a couple years later, and my mom said, she was like, oh, well, that's weird because uh, when you were an infant and we were staying at your sister's house, um, but that was when she lived in California, uh, I came into the room and you were in the crib, and I saw a thing just like that in the corner of the room. And I was like, what? (laughs) And then... Not long after that, that my mom told me that story, my sister called, and she, and I was a little bit older at this point. My sister called, and she woke up one morning, and this was in another, a completely different house that she moved to. She woke up one morning, and she said there was an old woman sitting at the edge of her bed playing with her feet. Ugh, uh, God. Yeah. So... I haven't heard anything from my sister about this. I've never talked to my sister about this. And was like, so is there a demon following you around? <laughs> right. But it was super weird that I saw this thing. My mom saw it when I was a kid at my sister's house. And then my sister saw something and had this thing later. I've yeah, never. Yeah, haunted. I think she's haunted. I've never understood this. I I still don't. I still. And that's the thing is I still don't know what was real and if I even saw anything. Right. Uh, but I want to. But that's my only real ghost story that I have. Yikes. Spooky scary. Ooh. That is spooky scary. I also just saw a skeleton um, hanging in my room in, through the reflection of my, my laptop. And I thought it was you creeping up on me because I, I freaked myself out. <laughs> I just freaked myself out. Yikes. I had a little egg fart. <laughs> Wow. Spooky Halloween times. Spooky Halloween. Man, I love Halloween. It's great. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's the best. Everybody go home. Everybody get out of my house. Get out of my Just go, please. So I can pass out after one more egg. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! god!
Ha, ha, ha.